Hey, what's going on? It's your best friend, your pal, your roommate, Zach Lyman, and you're listening to the Zach Lyman Podcast. Podcast. Thank you again for coming back and giving us just one more listen. Just giving it a full good listen and another twist. Today, I have my good friend and pal, Lou Moon, on the show. Thank you for being here. Don't talk. Don't don't you dare talk. (laughs) If I don't, I'll explode. (laughs) Because we can't talk yet. We have to, before we get into it, one moment, we have to... Uh, tell you if you want to support the show, head over to zacklarmanpodcast.com, buy a t shirt, crop top, sweater, they're all available. It doesn't matter what season it is when you're listening to this, you'll be comfy in a new uh material with holes for your head. And <laughs> check out the new website, zacklarmanpodcast.com. And now we can get into this episode about. Is improv good for stand-up? Should you do improv if you're a stand-up? Let's get into that right now. Well, thanks for being here, Lou. Well, uh, anytime, Zach. You you know where I live. I, yeah, I know where you live. Yeah. Actually, I don't know where you live. You don't anymore. I moved recently. <laughs> yeah. You moved in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I have no idea where it is. Yeah. All I know... Is that the cross streets are and your P.O. boxes? I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> my full address is one one two. I do know that it's in Tempe. It is in Tempe. I do live in Tempe now. I'm so. going to college, now, but, you know, majoring I, in economics. I saw you head over here with a backpack. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big big old Jansport. You know, like in between the like the back of the backpack and my back, there is a skateboard. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and he is uh, taking a big gulp of his four loco right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting crazy for the podcast. Uh, I got a cool story, um, but uh, let's let's uh, let's cover it. Let's get, let's deep dive into should standard comedians be doing improv? And I want to say not like. Have they done it? Should they do it? Kind of like, but no, should they really focus on both? That That's an interesting way to pose that question. I think that um, because I'm going to give a simple answer, like I sort of did with the, um, with the, the should comedians like watch a lot of, con- or can you get funnier by watching a lot of stand up? Yeah. Or for that one, I said yes. But should should stand up comedians do improv? Yeah. A lot of them should. Yeah. And the rest I don't think it would be good for them. Really? I do. So you're not you're not 100% in. Well, no, well, like a I'm also that kind of person that is like um not every method is good for everybody. True. You know what I mean? True. Like um I think that the, t- the type of comedy, the type of stand-up that I do, uh-huh. and also a lot of comedians that I really, really enjoy, yeah, uh, they also have an improv background. Yeah. But uh, I think there is a sect of comedy, or a sect of uh, stand-up out there, yeah. that I don't think they would get anything from improv, and I think they would get frustrated with it. <laughs> like Interesting. Yeah. Because I... Feel, uh, I feel it's good for everyone. It's it's definitely good. I for... feel like everyone should. Maybe I'm not saying everyone needs to do 
class one, two, three, whatever levels sure. your your teachers are are doing out in these these streets. Mm. But uh, I think it, it's it, it's just going back to like when uh, you go to an improv show and they're pitching it and they're like, do you want to feel looser and talk to your your coworkers better? You know, like it's right. very much like. Do you yeah. want to get out of your head a little bit, you know? Like, right. <laughs> do you want to enjoy life? And uh, so, like, I personally am kind of like, I feel like everyone should dabble. Uh, I don't know how strongly I feel like you should take classes and go all the way through levels for, like, because right. I think there is what you're saying. I think there is some truth to that yeah. of uh, not everyone who's very, like, you know, I, I, I bet there is types that just don't get much from it. But I feel like everyone, especially early on in comedy, when you're very new to comedy, it seems like it really helps you expand and get loose and have fun and kind of like all those versions of that. Right. I I think that, um, well, I I should also say uh, I have been taking improv classes lately. Yeah. And and it's been great for me and great for my stand-up. It, because, like, the sort of like rules slash guidelines of improv, I think, are really um, are really beneficial for my type of stand-up, which is very observational, is very absurdist. There's, like, a through line through a lot of my jokes. Uh, not, like, a storyteller type of yeah. uh, comedian, but, like... And, like, I think... I don't think improv... Uh, would be beneficial for a type of stand-up that is like like a truth-teller kind of stand-up. You know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Like, where it's like, they have a bunch of, like, gripes about society and a bunch of gripes about, like, their lives. And, like, I call that, like, serious comedy <laughs> because it's like... Like you might cry. <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, like it's it's just like it's like I'm laughing, but also like this isn't a joke. You're just like very emotional. You yeah. Know? yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, or it's like like um, or it's like a like a Ricky Gervais, like Joe Rogan type of comedian that mm-hmm. is like this is why society is dumb and bad from like my perspective. Interesting. Um, and I just, I, I don't think improv is... It might relax too much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something like that. It's, um, I, like, and I want the focus of, like, my expl- explanation to be, like, I think improv is great for a lot, if not most, types of stand-up comedians. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah, but it's it's more just sort of, like, if you're not going to like enjoy something, why bother with it? Yeah. Like, um, I don't think a, like a, a comedian who is looking up to someone like Joe Rogan or like a lot of like the, like the comedy store LA scene right now. Mm. Like, um, I think like if you look up to those type of comedians and you're like that and you want to be that type of comic, I don't think improv is for you because you're all, you're, you're already all about sort of like the set. Interesting. Like, you you don't think that because uh, like if you really break down like what people get from improv, yeah, of doing it, it's kind of like you know like making you looser, making you kind of like uh, I don't even know the terms where it's like uh, thinking like your highest intelligence. You know, you're like right, you tap top, the, tap top your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, you know, you're getting these, like, certain things from it that you, you don't think applies, even if, like... Because I, I immediately think of, uh, like, Joe Rogan, he tells stories. Yeah. And I feel like improv can help with your stories. Right. Because you're, you know, you're heightening and uh, maybe conversational-wise, because you're learning how to have a back-and-forth conversation. Yeah. You know, beginning, middle, and end of things. For sure. It's, it's sort of like... Um, like, I'm not saying that those people, like, won't or can't get anything out of improv. Right. I just don't think they would. They're not like, getting... Okay, maybe a better way of saying that is they are getting 10% when people are getting, like, 100% out of it. That's fair. You know, like, they're probably... You know, they're getting something. I feel like it. I, I feel like it's one of those things of... Uh, st- and the reason I really wanted to talk about this is because so many stand-ups... There, I shouldn't say so many. There's there's probably a good amount of stand-ups that are against improv for whatever reason that is. For whatever reason. And I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> Some very, like, we got to stay away from it. And for me, I, I've, I've always dabbled in it. I've never taken a class. I've read books. Mm-hmm. And I've done in, improv projects. Sure. Like, uh, in, I was in an improv uh, sketch group. Yeah. You know, and uh, so stuff like that where it's like I, I, I've i dabbled with other people that are very experienced. <laughs> it's like my right. like they're holding my hand and I'm clearly just like I'm a standard comedian trying my best. Yeah. And um, so like I really do want because I see so many people like even Dusty Slay has talked about mm. on his podcast how improv really kind of like helped his stand up like just really take off. Oh, yeah. I mean, like if you look at like. If you look at comedians who have done improv, it's it's like everyone we love, you know, like yeah. John Mulaney, Mike Birbiglia, like so many like yeah. really great comedians. One of my like ultimate ultimate favorite comedians, top five comedians, Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, like absolutely one of my favorites. Doesn't do stand up anymore, and he only does improv now. <laughs> like um, yeah. He was talking on uh, one of his podcasts, one of his like 200 podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, about I heard that they lock him in a room and <laughs> he's not allowed to eat until he finishes a improv podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, he has to do like three a day. Otherwise, uh, he starves. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he knows that and he's accepting it. Yeah, so, yeah. But, um, <laughs> or like, they shoot his dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they start like snipping his tie collection. And, uh, um, you know, um, but... I don't know. You know, it's like, um, I think that stand-ups are, <laughs> and I am a stand-up. Truth teller Lou over yeah, here. I, Tell like, us the truth, Lou. <laughs> yeah, that's like, um, <laughs> like, my my biggest gripe probably <laughs> in the world is other stand-ups. I could be a, an amazing truth teller stand-up if I could only talk about other stand-ups. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's because uh, I I see their potential and it frustrates me. Uh, but um, like I think that um, I think that a lot of standups are afraid, uh-huh. truly, of having fun. Yeah, like um, because I I think there is like a great lie about standup, which is that like. Stand up is a more serious art form, uh-huh. and that 
like the people who do like the people who are comedians like should be these sort of like like gin soaked people and like dive bars like telling the truth on stage yeah when comedy like the last thing you want to do with something as like as amazing of a genre as like comedy is like put it in a box and um i think a lot of people who resist something like improv and wouldn't get a lot out of improv or that type of comic. Yeah. Which also, at the same time, might benefit the most. Absolutely. You know, might be a real awakening for them. Sure. Um, yeah, it's it, it's an interesting topic because I want to know, Lou, since you've been doing improv, uh, what, maybe like what surprised you and what like you've been taking away from it that you're like, cause you've been doing stand up for years. Yep. Uh, four and a half years, four and a half years. Yeah. Um, and at this point, like you're four years in and you've, you've done a lot of different kinds of stand up shows. You sure. know, you're not just like a straight up club guy or something Certainly. like you've done, you've done every type of room every mm. type of event in a way. Uh, you, you know, you've done your backyard before, you know, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so <laughs> we've done backyards together. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Several. <laughs> um, so, okay. So then you go into a, a improv class, which is something you haven't done before. Yeah. And, um, what, what, what interesting or surprising takeaway or what have you been growing from, from that? You know, uh, several, I have several takeaways from it. And I, I think the biggest being, is that like improv is just as hard as stand up. Yeah. Like I will say that right now and I don't like you can come for me and I don't give a shit. <laughs> but like and it's it's because like when I when I started getting interested in doing improv it was more just like oh this is going to be fun. Yeah. You know, it's like it's going to be fun and like I've heard it makes your stand up better. Yeah, uh, and like, and I'm like formulating in my head like how it could be like good for my stand up. It's like it'll probably make me more loose, you know, have some more fun. Mm-hmm. But like stand or improv, there is so much nuance. Yeah, that I did not see coming. Um, there's, you know, it's like, it's like I'm acting out a scene and like, uh, like one of the first, uh, one of the first scenes I did in improv, like doing it sort of consistently over the past, you know, a couple of months is like, I'm a guy who is like throwing axes at something. Right. And, um, like I asked the guy who uh, runs this improv theater that we go to bridge, bridge improv theater. Yeah. Uh, in Tempe. Yeah. Amazing place to learn. Um, like the guy, uh, Dave, Dave Raftery, who is uh, teaching me, he was like, you have good comedy instincts, but like when you were throwing that axe, where did that come from? You just pulled it out of nowhere. Mm. You know, and I'm like, oh, like things have to come from somewhere. Like everything is invisible, but it still all has to make sense. Yeah. Like there is there is a lot of like that type of nuance where it's like, like don't walk through walls. Always like face the audience. Don't turn your back on them. Like don't step in front of like another person. Like don't like don't step on someone's scene. Mm-hmm. Like What's what's really been throwing me for a loop with improv lately is like the idea that um, being funny isn't necessarily the goal. Yeah, this is something you and I talked about for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, because I, could, I I still have a hard time wrapping my head around it because like as a as a stand up, that's my instinct. 
Right. Um, and like going against my own instincts and that like it's a challenge and I think it's a challenge that's good for me. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's a total uh, like it, it throws me for such a loop when someone's like, all right, well, so in this comedy scene, like, don't try and be funny all the time. And I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, let it happen. Let it be there. Exactly. Yeah. Like. So I, I think like one of the like the one of the bigger things that I'm taking away from doing improv right now is um, like the the fact that like there's a thing in improv uh, just that's just improv logic yeah and I've been learning a lot about that over the past two weeks that's what like my past two classes have been all about is improv logic and um, like. If you're like meeting someone in an improv scene, do you know them or do you not know them? And if right. you know them, how do you know them? If you don't know them, where are you? Yeah, like what's um, the relationship? Exactly. Yeah. And then that becomes it becomes this whole like thing on stage that wasn't written, wasn't planned for, and it, it grows into its own thing. But I take that idea of improv logic, and I have been applying it to writing jokes lately. Interesting. Okay. Like, uh, you and I got together the other day yeah. to have a writing session, and it's the first time since the pandemic that I have written basically two fully fleshed out jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was able to get to the point of my jokes and the point of like my punchlines in my jokes easier because while I was writing them, I was following improv logic. Interesting. And I think that alone is amazing. Yeah. Like that alone. That's a big takeaway. It is. Like I, I noticed that after like I wrote uh, this joke and um, it was just like, like I got to like a point in the joke where I'm like, I don't know where this is going, but like in relation to the joke, where would it go if I ended it? Like if the last part I wrote ended, ended this way, Logically, where should it go next? Yeah. And, like, applying that logic to jokes, it's, like, duh, you know? (laughs) Like... Yeah. uh, That's what I've been missing in my jokes lately, it seems like, is, like, a conclusive end. And I can get to that conclusive end better with improv. Yeah. Yeah, I I really loved reading the UCB book. I read it last year. And, um... Or earlier this year. Who knows, really? Uh... (laughs) Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was yeah. this year. <laughs> yeah. 2017's been a crazy year, man. <laughs> yeah. It's a crazy time. Yeah. And um, What day is it? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was a lot of, like, things that have, like, uh, that's my, that was my big takeaway when I was talking to any of our improv friends, mm-hmm. where they're like, what did you think of the book? And I kept saying, oh, it's nice to have a name for that thing that I do. Right. Or, like, a nice, like, here's a summed up version of what that thing is. And so I 100% agree with you that there's some big takeaways. And, like, even when you're doing, like, let's go, let's say we go to an open mic and I have, like, an idea, but I haven't really written it out and I want to talk it out on stage. Right. Often I'm doing the thing of I'm not going to try to be funny. I'm just going to talk out the situation and then there's going to be laughter in certain spots and I can go, oh, here's something to work with and then work it down. And it's very much the same idea as that. You know, so yeah, I I think improv is like very important for stand up. Uh, maybe like I'm not saying go take a class, but definitely watch it and be a part of it and right. like 
hang out and, uh, you know, also very supportive group of people. Yeah, I will say that immediately is that the improv community sure is a lot nicer <laughs> uh, than, generally speaking, the stand-up community. Yeah, very it, supportive people. Very supportive. Yeah. Like, um, but it, it's like, I want to I wanna touch on... Um, mm-hmm. That thing of like improv not being for everybody and stand up's not for everybody either. Mm. Um, That's also a hundred percent true. Yeah, like um, I think a lot of I think a lot of improvisers could get something a lot out of doing stand up. Yes. Um, yes. As well, because I mean, like you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So it's like I think if yeah, and doing, we love a good goose. Oh God, with the, the long luscious neck, <laughs> you can make a soup out of that. You know what I'm saying? Mostly yep. broth. I have a lot of goose broth in my fridge. Yeah. Do you do you freeze it in little coins and throw it in a pan when you need, when you need it? No, but that's, uh, that's what I do. But that's my takeaway of this podcast. Yeah. Look, follow my Instagram. I have I have great goose soup recipes. Yeah. Um, I just been making ramen with it, baby. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you throw those like twenty five cent noodles. You throw those twenty five cent noodles into anything, it'll be good. <laughs> Let alone goose broth. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> Improv should do stand up. Yes, um, but it, but like we also need to like recognize that like like stand up is not good for a lot of improvisers. And, you know, for that, especially for, like, that type of, um, this is a thing I keep forgetting about improv a lot, which is that it is very popular among the fairly religious. Really? Uh, yes. Um, where it's, it's like, I don't think, like, I just see, like, a lot of, like, Christian <laughs> improv groups and, like, a lot of, like, Mormon improv groups. And I don't think those that, guys... Do you think that's an Arizona thing or do you think that's across the country? I think that's an across the country thing. Okay. Like, truly. Um, okay. But, like, it, like <laughs> I think it's, it's bigger in Arizona than, like, a lot of other places. Yeah. For sure. Arizona's a, a weird state that has, like, a lot of religious people. Uh, <laughs> but, like... Um, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Um, and I don't think like an improviser from a group like that would really get anything out of doing stand up. I I think so. Yeah. I think it's again uh, percentage wise. It's a, a maybe they get ten percent, maybe they get a hundred percent. Because I've also, you know, I, there's certain like short form, long form, right? So sure. short form sometimes literally feels like they're doing setup punchline. True. And it's like the way to get better because they're only doing, let's say that game gets thrown in and they're only doing shows once a week. Right. How do they get better at that one game or that those games? In my mind, as someone else uh, that doesn't do that, I go, yeah, I would go to open mics and I'll just write set up punchlines. And then sure. I would feel quicker to get to that that line that's needed for the short form games. Yeah. And, and that's that's fair, too. And I, I need to think more of it like that. Um, in that way of like, well, they're not getting anything out of it. I don't think that's probably not true, you know, of like, um, maybe they're getting something out of it. They're just not getting uh, anything out of it as much as like I am. Yeah. You know, maybe I should think of, think of it more like that. Yeah. I also always think of when it comes to situations like this, I always think about, uh, this advice I got. I was one time complaining about a boss I had Mm. and I was like, he's just a bad manager. And then one of my friends said, well, you're learning a lot. And I go, what? And he's like, you're learning a lot of what not to do. 
And I was like, oh, True. man, that's a wake-up call. And right. so it's like even those people could go to an open mic and be like, yeah, I don't want to be like that. Or, you know, as they're watching something happen or, you know, yeah. they, 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 they get some kind of takeaway or maybe right. more appreciation of what they do, you know. Yeah. I, I feel like it's, it, it's good for everyone. So Yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, mm-hmm. but like, you know, whether or not it's like, should you do like improv yeah. or like, can like improv make you a better stand up? Like, I think yes, but I think you have to be open to it. Yeah. Uh, like, um, and like I, I've talked about on your podcast before how much I really love, I love silliness. Yeah. I love goofy stuff. And so like me and improv are like a good fit because of that. And my stand up is very goofy. So, mm-hmm. like, it it just makes perfect sense for me. But, like, if you're not, like, a goofy comic, I think you can still get a lot out of improv. You just have to, like, open yourself up just, like, a little bit, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, uh, you know I'm a big fan of Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. And that whole thing. Um, which is, like, improv podcasts. That's what got me interested in doing improv in the first place was, was those podcasts. Right. Um, but, like... Um, the, the guest on uh, this week's episode of Comedy Bang Bang was Colin Quinn, who has never done Comedy Bang Bang. Like, yeah. You see a guy like Colin, Colin Quinn, who is hilarious, and I love him. Yeah. Um, like, you don't see him as, like, a goofy guy. You right. Know? He's, he's like a, you know, he's like, a, like an Irish New Yorker guy who is, like, you know, like pretty, like, you know, like tight, you know, he's a yeah. tight guy, and, like, he makes fun of everything he sees as a coping mechanism. That's the standard stand-up shit, you know? <laughs> but he's very funny. Um, but he was on Comedy Bang Bang, and he was, like, going along with the bits, going along with the goofs. He was, like, he was making, like, goofy jokes on it. And it was hilarious. It fit in with the theme of the show. He was still being himself. Right. But he was just sort of, like, adapting to the show he was on right there. Yeah. And, like, I think a lot of those, like, types of stand-ups that are those, like, sort of hard-nosed, like, truth-teller comics would get a lot out of improv. They just have to, like... Yeah. Like, open up their hearts a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we've, like... Even a stand-up doing stand-up, we could talk about that. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah. Of Of how many times have we been in an open mic, and I'm like... Uh, I'll just make up a situation uh, to give the example across. Yeah. Let's say we're at an open mic, someone does a joke, they get off stage, and I have some what I think is like a good idea or like a, Hey, a possible Avenue they could go with a joke. Sure. And then that person goes, no, 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 this is how I do it. This is how I want to do it. Right. And you know, but at the same time, they almost seem frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, there's like, you just got to open up in general with, with comedy. I feel like is a major thing of, uh, like if I'm going to learn to get better at this, I have to accept that I don't know everything and yeah. also that I may be doing it wrong, even if it's going well. Right. Yeah. It, it, exactly. It's like, I mean, how many times have you and I gone to like open mics together? Yeah. And then like, like you've written tags for me. I've written tags for you. Right. Like, uh, like I've written tags for like a bunch of local comics. Right. And because, but like, that's like, I think this joke would be good. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, but also it's like, how many times have we like driven away from an open mic together and we were both just like, God, 
comedy sucks. You know, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, like every night. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's like, every time we talk about comedy in a mm. way that is like outside of like we're writing jokes together or talking about comedy, like everything outside of performing comedy, it fucking sucks. <laughs> you know, and it's like mm. it's like if it's if like it's a very hard thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like ninety percent of this thing that we do is going to suck, but like that ten percent is the most amazing ten percent yeah. like ever. Yeah. We might as well have some fun with that ten percent. Right. Know? Yeah, and I mean honestly I know that I'm not put on this earth to do anything besides comedy. So it's I like the same way. You know, it, it, it's like, yeah, this is but this is the this is the best, you know, right, exactly. <laughs> a lot of these things. That's also why, like we were talking about, uh, like people that quit comedy the other night. Yeah. And, uh, I don't want to get too off the rails because it's not too much about improv really. Sure. But, uh, we were talking about like, uh, and I think this applies to this where it's like, you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling stuck and you're not enjoying any of it at all. None of it. Why, why do it? Because, and I say that of like not a mean like get out of here punk. Right. I mean that from the sincere part of my heart of doing this for 12 years, 12 years of open mics and being like there's no way I would put myself through open mics. Right. There it's the it's it it can be so hard. Yeah. So go find don't waste any more time on this. Yeah. Go play the guitar or find like you must be a creative person. And you, there will be something you'll enjoy. It's very okay if this is not it. Exactly. Like, it, yeah. yeah. Like, why torture yourself, you know? Yeah. And, like, why torture yourself in the medium of comedy if you want to do something, like, ultra mega serious? Yeah. As well. You yeah. Know? Like, you know, that, like, that truth teller type of comedian. I see that kind of comedian get so frustrated at open mics being like, I should be bigger. Like, why isn't anybody listening to me? And it's like, dude, you could, like, write a novel or something. Yeah. You know? like You could have told me this after the podcast. Like, you didn't have to tell me. Well, <laughs> well, I think everyone should know. <laughs> <laughs> Just call me out. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach Lyman, home, ad- home address. <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was eating a piece of bread while I was uh, talking. Uh, <laughs> some reason, I always want gluten when Zach's here. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny. <laughs> you know what, Lou? I will go write that novel. Yeah. You should. <laughs> Quit right. bogging me down, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With my, my hard pieces about uh, peppermint gum. Yeah. Fighting whales. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have used yeah. a real example. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> written a novel about fighting whales before <laughs> uh i gotta get to a publisher <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay i think i think uh I think i'll call it moby dick because you're a dick <laughs> i love moby you know the dj he was great <laughs> <laughs> um i think we covered it yeah. i think we're both in agreement yeah that Improv, stand-up should try improv. Yeah. Dabble in it. See if it's good for you. See if it helps. Yeah. You might get 10%. You might get 100%. Yeah. And then uh, improv should do stand-up. Exactly. And improv is enjoyable if, like, I, if, it's a, if, if, like, comedy is a thing you enjoy, like, improv can also be something you enjoy. You just have to, like, yeah. 
open yourself up to it a little bit. Yeah. Maybe go watch a show. Yeah. Often they're free. Often, yeah. So, or, you know, or $5 or whatever. You know, yeah. they're like very low cost entry. So go see a show and just be open-minded and just not think about stand-up and just go, do I enjoy this thing? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's a good takeaway. I, I do too. So I think uh, we, can, we can agree on that. Yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show. Of course. And uh, I've been your host, Zach Lyman. And this has been the Zach Lyman Podcast. Outro music. Hey, hey.